Hey, welcome back to the How to Podcast series. I have two co-hosts with me as co-hosts. This is odd. Two co-hosts with me as co-hosts on the How to Podcast series talking about all things co-hosting. Have you thought about starting a podcast and you're like, oh, I don't think I could do this by myself. Maybe a co-host is the right thing for you. What do you think? Listen today, we got Sean Bernstein on here and Alicia DeSantis. They have a podcast called Branding in the Beast. Alicia's in the U.S. Sean is in Canada. They've met one time in person and they do a podcast together. You can have a co-host on your show so you don't have to do all the work. So we talk about how to split up the work together. What happens if you start making money? What do you do with this? Um, just how to do an episode together without talking over each other. And the two of them joined me on the episode. I'm really excited to have this. The first time ever that I've had co-hosts as co-hosts talking about co-hosting. My gosh, that's a lot of co-hosts. Uh, enjoy the podcast. Thanks for being here. And um, I hope you like this. And again, go start a podcast. And this is how to find a co-host right here on the How to Podcast series. Here we go, Sean. Alicia, you ready? Here we go. Okay, everyone, welcome to the How to Podcast series. I have two people who are co-hosts together, co-hosting with me today, which means I have co-hosts that are co-hosting as co-hosts, something like that. Welcome to the podcast to my wonderful friends, one here in Canada, Sean, and one in the U.S., Alicia, welcome to the podcast. Nice to have you here. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much. So excited to be here. So this is quite fun. Okay, I've never done this before, so there is no ground rules for this. So we'll just kind of make this up as we go. Uh, you guys have a podcast together. I'm loving it, by the way. I'm one of your listeners with my hand in the air here. Um, tell us about your podcast. Alicia, let's start with you. Tell us about the name of the podcast and who the podcast is for. Sure. So the podcast is called Branding and the Beast, which took much, much deliberation, firstly, to find a podcast name that wasn't already taken, and secondly, to find one that was just not horribly boring. So we came up with that. And the whole story behind that is that it's about storytelling. So going back to Beauty and the Beast, uh, stories of, um, you know, folklore and children's stories and all that stuff that really works and translates very similarly into how people market their businesses and achieve their goals professionally. So Branding and the Beast, uh, we started talking about it this time last year and I reached out to Sean and said, you want to do a podcast? Shoulder shrug. And he said, okay, shoulder shrug. <laughs> And literally, it, people think it's like a big groundbreaking thing where you, you know, you, you go and stand on a cliff and say, I'm going to create a podcast. But it's really not. It's very organic. And if it's, you have an idea and there's someone you really get along well with, it just kind of happens naturally. Okay. So, Sean, how did the two of you meet then? So she's she's far too modest, and I'm going to correct a couple things oh. just because she's too modest uh, herself to, to to set the record straight. So we we met initially through something called Lunch Club, which is a online networking service for professionals, and 
we kind of hit it off in our first conversation, became friendly, and I've actually um, done some work with her as a client of hers, and now we work together on some other projects as well, but we've become um, good buddies over the last, you know, year and a half or so. Uh, in terms of, A, the first of all, the podcast name was all her. I just said yes. It was a brilliant idea. Completely credit goes to Alicia. Uh, but in terms of the podcast idea, I'd always wanted to do one and just kind of hadn't put it together. My background is radio. I love this stuff. I train in radio. I've got a journalism degree. I've worked at CBC on the production end of things. Radio to me is just the best storytelling. But I didn't know how to do it on my own, funny enough. I didn't know what I would say. I just kind of wasn't sure what shape it would take. And so when Alicia kind of, you know, opened that door for me, I said, okay, you know what? This is the perfect opportunity to do this. And, you know, she, she made a great point is that you just kind of have to, as I'm sure, you know, Dave, you all know from your experience, just kind of have to start. You can, you can prep till you're blue in the face, but if you don't just hit record and give it a shot, your first episode will not be perfect. It might be a hot mess and that's okay. You just have to go and get started. Okay. So a question for the two of you, would either of you have started a podcast by yourself on your own? I wouldn't have, no, because I guess I didn't feel confident enough in my abilities as someone who really has no experience in theater or radio or really anything of that nature. Uh, to be honest, I had never even listened to a podcast when I started my podcast. There you go. So Sean was really the impetus to be like the more technical application. This is how we're actually going to do this. This is how we're going to get it on Google Podcasts, on Spotify. I never, ever would have taken the time to do that. That's that's shocking. I'm a podcast fan. I've been a podcast fan for a while. I'm not devoted, obsessed kind of thing, but I do listen to a number of them. And there's a few that I really like. Uh, my wife gets a lot of credit for all this because she was going to start one I think initially even pre-pandemic was her first idea. And we bought this trusted little podcast microphone that I'm using uh, probably about two years before she actually started her podcast. Hmm. Um, she the, the pandemic hit, her industry really changed. And she held off for a long time and then finally just said, okay, I'm starting this. And it's done really well. She's, you know, into her second season. She's got a great following. So that was a real motivator to say, okay, you know what, this is doable. Here's how you do it. Here are some things you have to figure out. Here's some ways that that can work. It's all doable. Okay, Sean. Exactly. We can't, yeah, we can't let this pass, Sean. What is the name of your wife's podcast? Let's promote that as well while we're talking, please. So my wife is a very talented corporate event planner. Her podcast is called Beyond the BEO. Beyond the BEO, the letters BEO. It's uh, an event term. And she basically talks to event planners about sort of trends uh, within the industry. And it's uh, it's a little niche if you're not, you know, in the event world. But if you are, it's got a great following. Awesome. I have an amazing guest for your wife if she's ever interested. I just talked to somebody in the States that does this. And they do large-scale events, small-scale events. And the person I talked to is a is a sweetheart. And she would love to speak with your wife. So. Keep that in mind. Yeah, I'd love okay. we'll make that connection after. I'd love to. Okay, awesome. Okay, so that's what I love about podcasting right there. We just did, we just demonstrated this together. Podcasting is all about building community, making connections, helping each other. And one thing I really love about the podcast world for podcasters is this general sense that 
that rising tide lifts all boats comment we hear quite often is that in podcasting world, um, even when you might be working alongside, quote, your competition in a content space, you can still help each other and help each other grow and build resources and share each other's content and give each other support. And that's what I love about this space where in some other mediums, it's it's uh, kind of cutthroat and we're all looking for ourselves and we see people as competition and threat. Here I see us working together to kind of help the whole industry and help each other grow. Are you guys feeling that as podcasters as well? For me, yeah, that's one of the absolute favorite things about doing this is that I learn something new every single time we host an episode. And I learn something about myself and I, I learn something about, you know, my craft and the people around me. And it's almost like therapy in a way. I mean, I know that sounds crazy, but just to, to, it helps me identify who I am as a professional. And people have just been so supportive. I mean, it's, it's been shocking that the other day, my, my father, he just retired. I think he was looking for something to do. Retired mechanical engineer. He's got 12 patents. Ah, well, I listened to your podcast the other day. So thanks, dad. Well, what'd you think? Oh. Uh, it was good. And I'm just wondering, why do people even go on this thing? Are they just doing you a favor? <laughs> I'm like, thanks, Dad. Like, okay. <laughs> just the concept of like, maybe they are doing me a favor. I don't know. But it's fun. And, and yeah, I mean, they, they get to talk. I get to talk. We all learn. And we've heard so many wonderful things like, yeah, I was really interested in that one piece where, where your guest talked about A, B, and C. I never thought of it that way. And you're absolutely right, Dave. It's, it's all about the community building and kind of that, like, you know, yeah, I'm, I, I got my podcast. Like, you know, it's that, it's that, like, uh, I mean, I, it, there's the joke that it's a, if I'm a white male, I have a podcast. But if I'm a white <laughs> female, I, I can have a podcast too. Please, yes. That's, yes. You're right. First of all, thanks, Mr. D. Always, always glad to have a listener. So thank you. Uh, glad to have him on board. Um, in the meantime, you know, there's a saying that I use in my own business because my business is storytelling. I say that people have to know you, like you, and trust you in order to do business with you. And I think part of that is, you know, for us, I mean, there's no question we talk about our own businesses on our show. And, you know, if we can build business for ourselves, that's great. But we also are building business for all of our guests. Right. We're letting people in to learn more about these very talented individuals, a lot of whom are in, you know, the creation space and looking for new clients. So if we can help get someone that exposure and, you know, get people to know, like and trust them, we're thrilled to do it. You know, that's I I've been a guest on a lot of podcasts myself and I love the ex opportunity to have that kind of exposure just to talk and tell stories. You know, if, if something comes of it from business, great. If not, that's cool, too, because it just means people know, like and trust you. So if we can give anybody else that opportunity, I think we have for, you know, at least 10 of our guests. I think that's pretty cool. Absolutely. And I mean, for me, I work out of a 10 by 10 room. I would love the opportunity to talk with somebody. I mean, it's just, it's the essence of who we are as professionals. That's really, I think that's the, that's what's so compelling about podcasts now, especially professional um, uh, business podcasts is 
that so many people work remote now and mm. it's hard to find that connection. And to be honest, it's really hard to find quality content, especially in marketing and branding. There is so much of it out there and so many people don't know what the heck they're talking about. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's what I love about your podcast. The two of you is you go, you go to the places that we need to go to and the topics are, they bring you in your guests are great. Like everything, the whole podcast is just awesome for, for a podcaster. I can learn so much from your show to help me brand and grow my podcast. So you are, you're helping me as a listener and to have you in my earbuds and now to see you on my screen is again, quite surreal because I know your voice and I know how you talk to each other and I know the little things that happen in your show. And that's the connection that I think we don't realize we have with listeners is that they think and feel like they know us to the point that if they saw us together at some meeting or some event, they would walk up to you and be like, Sean, Alicia, how's it going? Oh, I love episode two when you did the thing. And you're like, and you are like, who, who are, I know you, I know all your stories and all your jokes and all of the things. And how's the dog, by the way, you are like, what you remember all that. So that that's a great connection. I think between listener and podcaster that we don't realize how much, impact we have on, on people that listen to our voice every week. Absolutely. And that that's something that's really important to me is just as a human, just ethically, the concept of it doesn't take, you don't have to do a lot to make an impact. Even if we impact one person by doing this, that's enough for me. I don't have to have thousands upon thousands of subscribers. I don't have to have these vanity metrics. If there's one single person that learns something from what Sean and I go on about, that's enough for me. There you go. I'm that person. So it's, 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 you know, a joke, but it is cool. It is, you know, I'm hearing more people sort of unsolicited say they listen and they're, they're watching. I think the coolest thing for me has been that I can, and, you know, we've discussed this kind of between ourselves off uh, mic is that we can both tell that we're starting to hit our stride. You know, our first episode was probably a hot mess. I mean, wonderful guest who didn't even realize she was on video and then we were recording the video. It was early days. We just kind of, you know, had to go for it and do it. And I hope it, you know, didn't come out too badly. Uh, but you know, I mean, it took me hours and hours and hours to edit until I kind of learned how the editing tool worked and then realized I was doing things the wrong way. Like just, you know, learned so much in the beginning. And now, you know, especially with our last couple episodes, we decided to, to stop at a 10 episode season and move on to season two. Uh, but our last few really hit heavy and got some great feedback and some, you know, great metrics. It's like, okay, people are getting on board. They like who we're having. They seem to like us. Like, okay, that, that's pretty cool. Not going to lie. Love it. Okay. So the one thing I'd like to hone in on for our time together is I've never had co-hosts again. Here I go again. Never had co-hosts on as co-hosts. I'm having a hard time with this. Uh, you guys together, what I'd like to kind of get is your thoughts on building a podcast with a co-host to benefit the listener that's here with us as well. There's one other person here in the room with us today and they're listening to us. They're thinking about starting a co-hosted show and they have no sweet clue on how to do this. Uh, they have a connection. They have somebody that they they really feel connected with and bonded with, and they can have a great conversation with, but they're looking for just the practicalities 
of hosting a co-hosted show remotely the way the two of you are. And let's kind of talk about that a little bit of the behind the scenes so that we can encourage somebody listening on the practicalities of setting this up and what makes a good co-hosted podcast from your perspective. So who would like to start? I can, I'll, I'll, I'll jump in to start on this one and then I'll give it to Alicia yourself a lot more uh, to say, you know, one of the cool things is that before, you know, meeting coincidentally through the internet, we didn't know each other, um, which I think gives us a real advantage. We come from, you know, similar, we work in similar spaces, but we come from different worlds, different cities, different backgrounds, different orbits, different connections to people. Uh, so one of the initial things that we kind of started to try was that each episode, um, we alternate as to who brings the guest and it's a guest the other person doesn't know. Yeah. And we're still kind of stuck with that. They might have a little bit of introduction prior, but we don't know the other person. So it's someone that usually one of us knows well and the other person doesn't know at all. Um, and it makes for a much more interesting conversation. It also means that our podcast reaches different worlds. You know, that I am being heard by people in Denver and in Cleveland. And Alicia's getting heard by all these random Canadians that she never might have expected. You know, so it does really let us grow our orbit in that. Um, I'd love to have Alicia talk about the workload because there is a heavy lift. You know, it, there's a lot of work that has to get done. Um, I joke with her all the time that she does a lot more of the legwork than I do. And I think that that's accurate. Uh, she is someone who goes at 110% on everything. And, you know, bless her for it. I don't think it would be the podcast that it is without her effort. Uh, but, you know, finding the balance of who's doing the work, who's putting the work in, who's thinking about the little things, the big things, what are the plans to grow? There's a lot of kind of logistics that have to happen and none of it's insurmountable. It's just things you have to think about if you want to do it well, especially with somebody who's not in the same place at the same time. Absolutely. So one of the things that I can't emphasize enough is the concept of accountability. So you're not just choosing someone you get along well with. This is essentially a business and it can destroy your relationship with someone if there aren't defined uh, responsibilities of who's going to be doing what and a level of accountability that you'd expect from a business partner. So you can't just go into it like, this is my good friend and we're going to do this. It could, you know, be a disaster. You got to have someone, let's say, for example, totally different industry. You, you are a, a novice beer brewer. And I'm referencing this because I have a, a coworker who has an incredible podcast on beer brewing and he's hugely famous in this area. Let's say you want a co-host. You have a friend that also is a, a novice beer brewer in their garage. That's great. But you have to have those defined parameters of Who's doing this part of the marketing? Who's scheduling this? And really stick to a specific plan. And so there's expectations of what, what you need to do and the time you need to find to make this happen, to not let your co-host down. It's like a track relay race. You're, you're only as strong as the weakest person. And at the same time, you don't want to let, let yourself down or them down. You got to show up. And it kind of, to me, it, it's accountability that if I was doing this on my own, maybe eh, I don't feel like it. But knowing that I have someone who's counting on me to really show up and do my research and market this thing to the very best I can, 
just for the sake of doing anything, you know, anything worth doing is worth doing badly. It, it helps that we have two relatively different skill sets. Mine is in visual and video and Sean's is in audio. So we've really, it made sense that I managed all the video and visual components of it. And he managed all the audio, getting it on Google, getting all these very technical things that, you know, take a lot of time. And also the benefit of, of having a, a co-host is that you share the workload. Right. So the negative of it is, you know, the accountability, whether that's a negative or positive, the positive is that it's roughly split in half. So there's some weeks, I mean, I research who we're talking about, but the beauty in it is going in to it cold. I mean, that's kind of the whole, one of the whole themes of it is that I don't know this person and I provide a unique insight because I don't know him. Sean's may have known them for 20 years. So it also lessens in a way it, it, it increases the responsibility, but also lessens the responsibility at the same time on the workload because it's back and forth. It's 100% true what you said about depending upon each other. And that's it. You know, that might not be 50-50. I mean, you're probably a better marketer than I am and you get the videos up, you know, on uh, social and I often piggyback on those. That's fine. But it's not as though we set a date for recording. One of us goes, oops, I forgot to get a guest. You know, that we couldn't do. We just, we can't do that to ourselves or to each other. You know, so there are kind of core foundational responsibilities that you have to lay out and you've got to hold to them. And if something's to be rescheduled, I mean, that's fine. Life happens. Uh, but, you know, you need to have that kind of accountability, realizing there's more at stake here than just, you know, you two farting around doing uh, doing something fun on a microphone. Right. Yeah. And I think one thing that's really important uh, that shouldn't be overlooked is the general like theatrical relationship you have with that person. If, if you're both pretty droll and you don't really have any sort of cadence about how you communicate with each other mm-hmm. and you don't get a sense for like when the other person pauses and when you're supposed to talk, or when it's their time to shine and you're hogging the mic. Like those are very psychological things that you have to be in tune with that person because someone's listening to two people broadcasting essentially. And if they don't have that cadence, it's going to sound crappy. Right. It's, it's funny. Sorry, Dave, for a second. It's funny that you say that, you know, for example, Alicia takes a lot of pauses. And speaks really slowly at times. And the first couple of times I was editing, I'm like, okay, like, let me get rid of this half second, this half second. And then I said, you know what? No, like that's, that's Alicia being Alicia. It doesn't lessen the value of what she has to say or, you know, the, the insight and wisdom that she brings to the table. That's just her cadence. And that's part of her being her. And I'm really self-deprecating, make a lot of jokes at my own expense. And it's, it's not a self-esteem thing. I promise you. I just think that I'm funny. Um, but, uh, that's something that, you know, that I do that's part of me and, you know, yeah, I mean, a few of them I'm sure should be cut, but like, you wouldn't want to cut all of those because then I wouldn't be myself. So we fit well together in recognizing what we bring to the table uniquely and together. I love it. Okay. So I want to make sure I clarify this too. You two haven't physically met each other in person yet. Is that right? No, we met. We have. Well, yeah, okay. no, we, Alicia came up last summer and we hung out for... Okay. Uh, that part of a day and had a great dinner uh, with my wife. And cool. so, yeah, we've, we've met them once. Okay. So, okay. Now my question, the reason I'm asking that is because I want to know how do you build 
how do you build chemistry remotely with your co-host? Like you're together, I don't know, X number of hours per week or whatever on a regular basis, you're talking to each other, recording, and maybe talking through email or whatever. But how do you, on the microphone, have chemistry back and forth? Was that difficult to create at the beginning of the podcast? Give me some insight on that. So I think if you would ask me this question 10 years ago, it would have been a very different scenario. But we've been thrown into such a remote world. And Sean's a relatively remote entrepreneur. I am too. Uh, I work from home. It's just something that we've evolved to be able to do through Zoom and through, you know, the phone now. Um, the pandemic really accelerated that. So I think it's just kind of, I mean, I have, cli- I have clients I work with for years that I've never met. It's just kind of how it is now. And for better or worse, the changing dynamic of social, social structures, um, I think it really depends on the individual. Uh, but I don't think it's, well, I know studies have shown it's not, it's not as hard as it once was for humans to make a connection over a video. Of course, I would love to see Sean once a week for pancakes and coffee. But, you know, it's just not going to happen. I'm I'm probably in that same boat. You know, I'd, I'd say I about half my clients I've never met face to face. So it's kind of something we've adapted to. We hit it off, you know, early, just sort of, you know, we like each other, both interesting, quirky people. And I think we connected on that front. So that really helped, number one. Uh, number two uh, was that I was an early client of Alicia's in her branding business, and she kind of helped be brand my own business so she got to really know me well from a really kind of intimate point very early you know she knew who i was how i worked uh what was good about what i did what wasn't where my strengths and weaknesses were etc that was all really helpful i think that kind of you know helped us bond further um so by the time the idea of the podcast came up you know we were fairly close friends for as close friends as you can be with somebody you haven't met and you said kind of said okay you know go for it so by the time we actually did meet face to face i think we we're about two three episodes in at least uh we tried right. to we talked about maybe doing one together in person but it never didn't pan out the timing didn't work and that's okay maybe someday yeah. but the you know and that sean to your point the vast minority of people would have that experience where their podcast co-host because the one person did a brand strategy immersive workshop with them. So I think I think it, it the chemistry extends beyond the the face to face as we enter this new realm of of social interaction. To be honest, Sean and I really don't have that much in common. Hmm. I mean, if you if I'm sitting here thinking about it, we just get along and laugh about stuff and we enjoy entrepreneurship, we enjoy helping people. We enjoy trying to make the world a better place and overcome the the, the horrors of what's happening in, in many first world countries and just helping people become better as, as business owners. But it's not like we sit around and talk about our favorite TV show or that I went for a seven mile run the other day and Sean was telling me his mile times and he was telling me about his favorite TV show and we don't really talk about that stuff. Yeah. It's just a general friend relationship that i think sometimes people 
have too much fear that they have to know someone really, really well or have tons of things uh, in common with someone. And that's not even really the case. Right. I mean, if you, if you find that chemistry with someone, I would say just go after it and don't overanalyze it. What I like, too, is the fact that you guys are in different countries as well. Like I listened to the episode where, Sean, you were talking about, you know, our our grocery chain up here in Canada and some of the branding nightmares that they've been going through recently in the news. And for an American listener, they'd be like, "Who? what? You know, I have no exactly. idea what's happening up in Canada. And then Alicia jumps on and starts talking about stuff in the U.S. And all the, all the Canadian listeners with Sean are like, what's going on there? So you're getting... Yeah two different like a global perspective on topics like i've been on podcasts and people ask me my opinion on some kind of u.s hot button issue and i'm like i'm from canada i have no idea i i really don't know what you're talking about and they looked at me like how do you not know and i'm like i live in a different country so um there's some things that here that i'm sure that a lot of american listeners would have no clue what's happening and the fact that the two of you can bring two different countries into the podcast as well. And Sean, the way you explained and compared our Canadian grocery chain to like Trader Joe's and you're like, so it's like this. And so all the American listeners are like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm following. So that was just a cool balance that the two of you could have a conversation about branding that crossed over this border and brought people in. You it hooked me. I'm like, I was there for the entire thing going, I want to know more. And I love that. So... It's really good. I love that you guys have that. And that's the unique things that you're bringing to this podcast that bring people in and solidify them as an audience member. It's like your perspectives are different. You're different people. And you happen to have a podcast together. And that's so cool to me as a listener. It, it does help a lot. You know, we are, it's funny because we are different people. We're the same age. Uh, and, you know, we have things that interest in common and, her husband's name is Sean. That helps too. Uh, you know, so I, I had a win there. Um, but you know, yeah, we like our, our social lives, I'm sure look very different. And she's really into health and fitness and all kinds of other stuff that like are just not in my wheelhouse and vice versa. And it just makes us, I think, I mean, it makes us cool friends. It makes us really more dynamic as a hosting duo that we kind of bring this different perspective. And yeah, you're right. It's, I'm I'm very cognizant of that day of you know that yeah I'm you know giving Canadian examples or things from my own life or my own family even sometimes that are not remotely applicable to the American half of our listeners but yeah I try to sort of ground those and you know Alicia does as well and use examples that you know either you might have heard of or if you haven't you should and here's why this is important so I like to make it as 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 in reach as I can for as many people as I can. Absolutely. And I think if, if you're thinking about starting a podcast and you know someone that you think would be a really good fit, I would recommend starting out your first podcast with a co-host because it really helps. It helps you find who you are. You learn about your own personality and you learn about what you enjoy doing and your cadence with other people. And especially for me, I would have never done a, po a, a podcast without Sean, because I suffer from what almost every woman suffers from with imposter syndrome. I'm sitting here. Do I have the authority and the skill to talk to someone and tell someone what I think about something hmm. that is deeply challenging for a professional female? 
of any age, millennials especially, just because of our, our background and how we were, were raised with so much uncertainty once we entered professional uh, career. So having someone that I can, that kind of validates that, yes, I do have this knowledge and I do have a voice in this space. It's something deeply psychological as a female to not just have a male co-host, but any co-host, I think helps bring that validation and gives me the confidence to go after something like this. And I would think it would really give anyone the confidence as a good friend would, if you're nervous to have a co-host with you in the room when the guest comes on, it makes you feel a lot better. Love it. How do you guys balance out just who's talking on the mic? You talked about how one host knows who's coming on more than the other host, but how do you kind of just structure between the two of you? Do you have cues that you do so one person knows not to talk over the other? Do you have like a some kind of structure to your podcast that you use kind of a, a theme or something or how, how do you structure it so that you know to give a balanced podcast so everyone kind of gets a chance to speak similar to what we're doing right now sean let's see who answers the question first <laughs> <laughs> honestly we don't we're pretty good i think we tried in the beginning i feel like we sort of you know okay this will be my question and your question and this and that and then we stopped doing that pretty early on we're we're pretty decent you know when it's an environment just like this i mean this is not dissimilar than one of our own episodes and so you kind of get the vibe and yeah you'll have a couple of seconds where you know just like that where we might talk over each other but we we respect each other and we are curious with what each other has to say um and neither of us are really hogging for airtime which also helps you know if there's I don't think either of us have much ego, if at all, in any of this, which I think is crucial to a partnership. If one of you has a massive ego and the other one doesn't, you're in trouble. So you got to make sure that it's someone who is with you on that same page. Two egos, you're going to claw at each other. One yes, one no, you're going to wind up in trouble. So I think that's the thing to watch for. And I think we're pretty good about keeping those in check that none of us you know, need to be the star of the show um, at any given time. Exactly. My my main concern, Sean, sorry, but it's not really you that I'd be offending. It's the guest. I'm more concerned about making sure that the guest, because you can listen to us all day long, but the guest is the star. The guest is the one who really has something brilliant to bring to the table. I would argue that people are listening to listen to the guest more than to us. So I don't want to talk over them. I want to be respectful of what they have to say while still keeping it in the time frame, which can be very challenging. The time management perspective, we always go over. And that's something I think we have to work on in season two. But that's something too, a very psychological component of this, of giving them enough room and enough questions to feel comfortable in their space, but not having them go on and on, being respectful of when to kind of cut them off and wrap things up. It's very delicate. The trick from radio is that people hate silence and they will fill that void. So, you know, if they have an opportunity, if you, if you just let them talk, you know, there's Barbara from, from the CBC, if you want to go to a Canadian reference, you know, who was one of our great journalists from the seventies and eighties. And her motto was ask a short question and get out of the way. Mm. And that's what I really try to focus on us doing is ask a short question, get out of the way. 
I give them as much rope as I can to let them talk. And if we have to then go back afterwards and cut out some pieces that, you know, are running a little long or don't make too much sense, that's fine. Like, if we have to cut out a paragraph here or an anecdote there, and that's how we fit into our time, I'd much rather do that than, you know, have a guest who can't get a word in edgewise because we're, you know, all over each other and, you know, clamoring and asking them questions on top of each other. Nobody wants to hear that. We did that with Brent Jensen, though. Because I was so we excited. Did, to we did, we were fangirling pretty hard. <laughs> exactly. But I mean, how can you how can you resist? You know? No, then I can read the phone book. But anyway, I digress. Okay, so any thoughts from your point of view too, just on um I guess the one thing that comes up when I whenever I hear people talk about co-hosting is it's great at the beginning, everything's happy, roses, everything's awesome, but then and you're not making any money, really. This is more for the podcast sake. It's all organic. and But then there comes a point in time for some podcasts that are co-hosted where the topic of money does come up. And you do get a sponsor or someone gives you your first $20. And the two of you look at each other and go, what are we supposed to do with this? Like, how does this work? Right? Um, you know, there's the hosting fees. There's the time. There's the editing. There's the research. There's all the emails. and like we're both contributing financially to this podcast and now there's money in our lap and we don't know like who, who gets the money. Like how does, how does this work for co-hosts? Do you guys have any thoughts around when you do get to the point, if that ever does happen about monetization that you guys would sit down and go, oh, well, we need to talk now. This is a business. Alicia, you talked about this at the beginning. This is a business and a business requires money to survive. So when that does come in the future, what kind of conversation are the two of you going to have as co-hosts about that? We've started having those chats. And I'll tell you, actually, that's one of the things that makes the border complicated is that we're on two sides of the border. And that is a bit of a pain in the butt. I'll be perfectly honest. You know, different banking systems. It's not easy to move money from the U.S. to Canada and back. You know, it's uh, it's a little tricky. So we've we've given it some thought um, from a spend wise. Yep. There's spend, you know, you can do a lot of this for free. That's fine. But if you want to do it well, you know, Alicia's spending on the video technology. I am spending on some of the audio editing software. Uh, I think I just picked up a domain. We try to make it fairly balanced, you know, that none of us is, you know, going too far out of pocket versus the other. Uh, but it's just kind of, you know, labor of love cost of doing business right now. Yeah. Uh, and we've had some conversations, I don't should fill in, but we had some conversations about, you know, sort of, okay, you know, putting together some sort of a sponsorship program um, or just even, you know, I think we signed up for buy me a coffee kind of thing um, and ways that we can both access funds uh, in our own currencies, you know, figuring out how to do that. Because that's, it's not even so much the 50-50 split because I think we're both down for that. It's the border and the banks that make things a bit of a headache. Interesting. Yeah. I just, uh, to me, I feel like if you're going to go into it as, as a co-host relationship, it should just be split 50-50 for the most part. I mean, once you start trying to splice who did 5% of this and who did 3% of that, then their relationship's going to start to disintegrate. I mean, it just goes back to the accountability component that I think, too, going into it with some set goals. I mean, we didn't go into this to make money. We went into it as a passion project. Yes. 
And if someone's really going into this to make a specific dollar amount to supplement ABC, then that's something that needs to be determined before any podcast initiative is started. So it's very crystal clear, uh, again, who's doing what and financially who's going to be responsible for what. Love it. Love it. So, guys, what what have we not touched on from a co-host perspective that you're like, I, I think we'd be remiss to not mention this in the episode. I don't want to close this off too early if you had something else that you wanted to address as co-host. A big one for me, and this is something I'm still learning and I'm sure I'll learn every day, is making the guest feel comfortable. And you can't, you can't overestimate how important that is. It's utmost important. That's going to be what makes or breaks the entire episode is the comfort level of that guest. And it's so fascinating to me because so many of the guests, when they start, you know, they're, they're doing a great job and they're respectful and they're speaking about it. But then usually around like the 20 minute mark, they start smiling. They start laughing. It's a whole nother emotion mm. that opens up where they realize, oh, this isn't so bad. And that's really, I think, when the best parts come out, like that last third of it. When you're laughing, you're joking around, you're having a great time, you know, it's entertainment. And anything you can do to make them feel comfortable, the earlier on, the better. Because a lot of people, I mean, we, we're we podcasters. I mean, we talk to people all day long. You know, this is what we do for our jobs. But they may have never, ever done anything like this before. They may hate the way their voice sounds. They may hate seeing themselves on video. Whatever variety of things. So I think that's paramount. And that's something I'm going to continue to work on in season two. I think the interesting challenge we're going to head for, and we've talked about season two and what that looks like, and, you know, we're, we're still trying to sort of iron that out. But I think we're going to hit the point where we grow and we're going to have guests that we don't know in person. You know, we've been really lucky in that one of us has known the guests so far. So we have, we can fill each other in on, you know, okay, here's what they're like, here's their temperament. We've had some really great, friendly, easygoing, like my my five guests of the 10 have been some of my closest friends I think, you know, for Alicia, they've been people, you know, who she really likes and respects. And each has been wonderful to the other, you know, so we've lucked out. But as we start approaching people who we don't have a prior connection with, you know, who we say, hey, can you do this? And here's why. That's great. But that's where we're really going to have to start getting, you know, a little creative into how we get somebody really warm and engaged from the start. That's a great point. Nice. So from your perspective, from your both of your mics, from behind your mics, co-hosting works for you. I'm glad to know that as a co-hosted relationship, it meant that the two of you could start a podcast where you might not have on your own. That's great because I think I'm, I'm of the opinion for podcasters listening that if you have a story, and I would say most people do, that your story can change someone's life or improve it. And if the fear of starting is the one thing that we can help alleviate for you. Maybe co-hosting would be the great way to start. And then at least you're on the mic, you're learning, you're growing and developing your craft together in a safe place with somebody you trust. And by doing that, that might be the one thing that gets you started and your message will come out and people will be listening. And that's as soon as you start seeing those numbers on your analytics that 
country A is listening, if country B is listening, you're like, what is going on? Right. And it's, it's encouraging. And when you start hearing feedback from your audience, again, it's encouraging because it's like, yes, this matters. To your point, Alicia, if one person's life is impacted in any significant way because of my podcast, it's all worth it. Even if I don't make a penny. And that's, that's the spirit I love about your show together is it shows in your content that that's your, your focus is we're here to support you as a listener and support our guests and promote them. It shines through and you can't fake that stuff. And that's what I love about your show. So guys, thank, thank you. you for being part of the how to podcast series. So happy to have you guys on. And um, as a listener of your podcast, I just want to thank you for creating great episodes. Give us a sneak peek what's coming in the next season. Can you give us any spoilers, any little bit? Yes. We were just talking about this actually a few hours ago. We are looking at more storytelling, more of the the human journey that the guest has been on, their insights, their challenges, what they've overcome. And what we found with our podcast is that the best performing ones are the ones that are the most niche. So the ones that really drill into something very specific. So that's also something we're looking at is having more niche content. Uh, for example, our last one with Jared uh, Kligerman was on CPG, Consumer Packaged Goods. And people really loved to dig into like what something looks like in a grocery store aisle. It's something really, you know, a, a pretty minuscule component of the whole, you know, wide world of marketing. Mm, nice. Good. Sean, what else? What are you going to add? I, I, that was my question for you off mic, because, you know, you're a listener. What do you want to see or hear from us uh, in season two? We are all ears. So, I again, let's go back to that illustration of the grocery chain and the things going in Canada about branding. I love when the two of you get a little bit into each other's country and what's happening, because it's just, it's fascinating to me to hear things happening in the U.S. from Alicia's point of view and go, oh, okay, I never thought of it that way, or you've expanded my knowledge of a certain thing that's happening. But when you celebrate the differences between Canada and U.S., because we are unique, as closely as we are to the border to each other, there is some things that are pretty different. So I love the fact that you celebrate the difference. And that would be one thing that I would love to see is a little bit more of maybe, Sean, if something's pertinent to something in Canada, that you bring that out and share that the way you did. I, I just found that to be unique and creative. So that's something that's because it's different, right? Again, it's just something that you're not going to hear on another podcast um, because you guys are unique in your own way. So I love that. More CanCon. Got it. I never really thought about that. See? Blowing my mind. Cool. And then all the U.S. Cool. people just went CanCon? What the heck is that? Right? So, uh, Including <laughs> me. Including me. Yes. So we have rules about how much content has to be Canadian here in Canada. Anyways, um, thank you both for being 50-50 on content and country and co-hosting and all of the things. You guys are great. I, I love having you on. I'd love to have you back. The door's always open. We'd love to have you back again. So let's keep it open. Okay, guys? Thank you so much for having us. It's really fun to have you. Thanks together. for having us, Dave. This was great. And see, I told you, Alicia, he was, he was really well-behaved the whole time. He was he so, I'm so proud of him. I'm he, so he gets, gold he, star. He gets a candy after we're done. I love it. <laughs> a good Canadian candy for all his hard work. There you go. Something there you go. Sean. There you go. <laughs> Thank you both.
everyone go check out the podcast we'll have links in the show notes and uh, make sure you listen like subscribe follow do all the things and share it with somebody come on you can do this everybody can do that thanks guys thank you thank you cheers